This is Jeff Young, the Catholic Foodie at CatholicFoodie.com, and you're listening to episode 148 of the Catholic Foodie, Mexican Lentil Soup. Welcome, folks, to the Catholic Foodie, where food meets faith. I'm your host, Jeff Young, and today we're talking about Mexican Lentil Soup for Our Lady of Guadalupe. That's right, yesterday was December 12th, the feast of Our Lady of Guadalupe, and Our Lady is very dear to my heart. She's the patroness of the Americas, but she's more than just the patroness of the Americas. Uh, you know, Our Lady of Guadalupe holds a very special place in my heart. Uh, you may recall the fact that I lived two years in Mexico, in Tijuana, Mexico to be exact. Uh, I was in the seminary with Mother Teresa's priests, and uh, wow, I'll tell you all about it right here at the Catholic Foodie, where food meets faith. That's right, folks. I left home at 18 to enter formation with the Missionaries of Charity Fathers, the congregation of priests co-founded by Mother Teresa of Calcutta, blessed Mother Teresa of Calcutta. And, uh, you know, that was not to be my vocation, but I spent two wonderful years there with the MC Fathers, as we called them, or as we were called, as they are called, (laughs) the Missionaries of Charity Fathers, living among the beautiful people of Mexico. You know, in, in those two short years uh, that I was there, Our Lady of Guadalupe captured my heart. I mean, when I arrived in Mexico, I already had a strong devotion to Our Lady. I prayed the rosary every day, and in many concrete ways, I depended on Our Lady in my daily life. You know, as a matter of fact, I think it was in, in 1985, at the age of 15, I consecrated my life to Our Lady according to the method of St. Louis de Montfort, or St. Louis de Montfort. And uh, that is consecration to Jesus through Mary. But, you know, I'm from the United States, and, um, you know, I was not accustomed to seeing real heartfelt devotion to Our Lady the way that I saw it in Mexico. You know, La Guadalupana, as she is called, was everywhere. You would see her image not only on, uh, on churches and homes, but in restaurants and doctor's offices and cantinas and all kinds of businesses. I mean, she really is everywhere in Mexico. Even when the Catholic Church was suppressed in Mexico, and even in more recent years, uh, when hundreds of proselytizing non-Catholic churches have flooded Mexico to make converts, one thing persists. One thing cannot be eradicated. There is still one thing that cannot be vanquished from the Catholic heart of the Mexican people, their very real and very deep love for Our Lady of Guadalupe. I, uh, I, I tasted that love and devotion to Our Lady during those two years in Mexico, and it, uh, it changed me. It changed my life. December 12th now has a very special, very personal meaning for me. Uh, my love for Our Lady is something that I share daily with my wife and, and my kids, and they too love Our Lady, and they love to celebrate the feast day of Our Lady of Guadalupe. And this year, we had the privilege of celebra- celebrating this great feast day twice, not once, but we celebrated it twice Man, I tell you, that was something. The the evening of Saturday, December 8th, which was actually the solemnity of the Immaculate Conception, uh, St. Joseph Abbey and Seminary College, that's where I actually, uh, I I spent two years there, and I graduated from uh, St. Joseph Seminary College. Uh, They held a special celebration for Our Lady of Guadalupe, and it was a big to-do, folks. It was big. Uh, It started with a play in the theater uh, depicting the story of Our Lady appearing to uh, to, St. St. Uh, Juan Diego in Mexico in 1531. You know, her, her desire was for a temple or a church to be built there in her honor. She wanted a place where 
uh, people can can could come to her. Her children in Mexico could could come to her, a place there where she could hear the cries of her children and tend to their hurts. I believe is how she put it. And uh, as a result of the construction of what is now called the Basilica of Our Lady of Guadalupe, human sacrifice ceased in Mexico, and over a million Aztecs each year for 10 years converted to Catholicism. Can you believe that? That's amazing. That is amazing. Over a million Aztecs each year for a 10-year period converted to Catholicism. It's, a, it's, it's mind-blowing when you think about it. Anyway, following the play, we had a procession with a life-sized image of the tilma of Juan Diego, and uh, we, we sang traditional hymns and uh, the rosary also. We prayed the rosary as we were in procession. And then the celebration that night culminated with a Mass in honor of Our Lady Guadalupe. Both the procession and the Mass were presided over by Bishop uh, Luis Zamarra, Auxiliary Bishop of the Archdiocese of Atlanta. And uh, the evening flowed between English and Spanish, and it was just a flood of memories for me. <laughs> it really was. You know, we presented Our Lady with roses during the Mass, and, um, and after Mass we serenaded her with a traditional Guadalupana hymns, you know, Las Mañanitas, Mi Virgen Ranchera, Buenos Dias, Paloma Blanca, and La Guadalupana. And maybe I can play a clip or two uh, of these songs in just a moment, but wow. I mean, I just, uh, it was awesome. <laughs> it was awesome. I mean, I just, I hadn't experienced that kind of a celebration for Our Lady of Guadalupe in years. So, you know, I, have, I still have very fond memories of the elaborate celebrations that we used to have in Mexico on December 12th. And uh, I remember one year I allowed a friend, he's a young Mexican husband and father, uh, who had actually danced the traditional dances in Guadalupe itself on the feast day. He'd done that a couple of times, like years prior to that. But I allowed him to talk me into wearing the traditional Indian garb and playing the drums for our celebration where I was in Tijuana. Now, <laughs> I, post, uh, I posted some pictures of that over um, at CatholicFoodie.com if you want to see what I looked like way back when. This was probably back in 1989, I think. It was 89. <laughs> and I have to admit, I'm, I'm really not musically inclined. I mean, I, I can sing and I can play the radio. <laughs> <laughs> but that's really the only musical instrument I can play. Uh, but he taught me into it, and uh, he worked with me for weeks so that I would get it just right. Um, you know, he, he, he was very good at the drums, but what he really wanted to do, he wanted to dance. He, he wanted to dance. So I was taking his place. There was a few of us who played the drums, and uh, he let me use his drum. He taught me how to use it, and, and it was just a lot of fun. A lot of fun and a, an incredible incredible experience to see the love and devotion of people celebrating something that's just just like a fact of life, right? Just just a daily occurrence, except it was a special day. Um, this, this love and devotion uh, for Our Lady of Guadalupe in Mexico. So, you know, anyway, as I mentioned, the other night, December 8th, at the Abbey, the, the, the ce- celebration for Our Lady of Guadalupe, it was just um, a flood of memories. <laughs> But guess what? You know, it wasn't over yet. It wasn't over yet. We had the play. We had the procession. We had mass. We serenaded Our Lady. We presented her with roses. And then guess what we capped it off with around 1230 at night? A Mexican fiesta. (laughs) 
That's right. Uh, actually, I take that back. Mass ended about 1130, and then we had the, the serenading, so I guess it was close to around midnight. And a local restaurant, uh, El Portal, uh, catered the reception. And just a ton of seminarians and, and other folks who came to, to visit, and a bunch of priests, and of course the, the auxiliary bishop there from Atlanta, uh, he was with us. And uh, just just a, a delight. And a, it was just a delight. It really was. You don't experience this often. I mean, at least I don't, uh, this kind of celebration in the church. I mean, we're out there, you know, 12, 1230 at night. I don't think we got home till around 1, 130. It was, it was crazy. So anyway, after that super celebration, how can we celebrate the actual feast day, right? Because the feast day is on December 12th. It was in the middle of the week. You know, what, what are we going to do to celebrate the actual feast day since we'd already had this big celebration on Saturday. Well, you know, life is busy during the week and most weekends too, actually. But, um, you know, we just had to do the best we could. And uh, this is where my wife, Char, really shines. You know, she loves to entertain, she loves to cook, and she's really great at both, entertaining and cooking. And with a busy family schedule of homeschooling, tutoring, decorating for Christmas, gymnastics practice, and even a church parish event that evening, she managed to throw together a truly marvelous dish, something we had never had before, something she just made up. She just made it up. It's, uh, it's kind of like a sweep-the-kitchen kind of soup, you know? But we wanted to keep that Mexican theme for the Feast of Our Lady Guadalupe. So I'm going to give you the, uh, the, the ingredients here and um, the directions, but what you have to understand is this. There's no wrong way to make a soup like this. And this is something that she said uh, when someone asked her <laughs> for the recipe on Facebook. Uh, she said, I, use, I used French green lentils, rinsed and drained, and then I went through my pantry and fridge and grabbed anything I either needed to clean out, thought could make this dish Mexican, or both, including tequila. <laughs> That's what she had to say on Facebook. Now, here are the ingredients. You need uh, one pound of dried French green lentils, eight cups of water, uh, one tablespoon of cumin, a tablespoon of chili powder, a half a teaspoon of crushed red pepper flakes, one rounded tablespoon of coconut oil, a quarter, no, a half of a large yellow sweet onion chopped, two cloves of garlic minced, and uh, believe it or not, we actually had a, the remains of a jar of salsa. <laughs> so we threw that in there too, about an eighth of a cup only. Uh, if you have more, you certainly can put more. Uh, a quarter cup of tomato sauce, uh, kosher salt to taste, cayenne to taste, granulated garlic to taste, a handful of fresh parsley chopped, one ounce of white tequila. Uh, pick and that now that that really did go into the soup. Okay, it was the tequila went into the soup. <laughs> anyway, pickled jalapenos from a jar or jalapenos from a jar, green onions chopped, and then sour cream or cream fresh uh, for garnish. Right, just a top at the end when you serve the bowl. So what do you do? You're going to rinse and drain the lentils. You add the water, and you might need to add more as the lentils cook. Just kind of watch and see if you need to add more water to that. You know, you, you bring the lentils to a boil. You lower the heat to low or medium-low, and then add the remaining ingredients except the garnishes. You cook that, stirring occasionally until the lentils are tender, about 30 to 45 minutes. Add more water or stock if the soup is too thick. And really, that's it. I mean, that's it. Uh, and this is what she said. She, she continued saying, you know, that's about it, but... Uh, there are many other combinations that could have worked, carrots, cilantro, fresh tomato, and various toppings, avocado, etc. We garnished with jalapenos, green onions, and organic sour cream, similar uh, to cream fresh. And uh, that was what she threw together. It was amazing, brilliant, brilliant creative work in the kitchen. And guess what? It really did not take a whole lot of time and effort. I mean, she had it together, threw it together, 
and, and it just cooked for 30, 45 minutes, and that was it. We ate. Beautiful. We also prayed the rosary. We did a few other things that day to uh, recall, to bring to mind that it was the feast day of Our Lady of Guadalupe. But uh, please do, if you, if you try this, if you try this recipe, let me know how it turns out for you. You can get creative as you want. Again, you're going to find this recipe over at catholicfoodie.com. Catholicfoodie.com. You know, foodie is F-O-O-D-I-E. Catholicfoodie.com. And uh, I would love to know if you try this recipe. And we'll be back in just a moment. Again, you can find that recipe over at catholicfoodie.com. And uh, I'm looking for feedback. I'm looking for voice feedback in particular. If you have a question for the Catholic Foodie or you have a suggestion or you have a thought or you want to share with us something that you've been cooking lately or some kind of uh, activity that you and your, your, your family have had around the table or a discussion, I'd love to hear about it. You can give me a call at 985-635-4974. 985 Easy way, very easy way to leave voice feedback for the Catholic Foodie that I could play right here on the show. I love to hear your voice. And uh, if you'd rather just email me something, you can either record an MP3 file yourself on your iPhone or on your computer or whatever you have. And uh, you can mail that to me, email that to me at jeff at catholicfoodie.com. Always love to hear from you. I look forward to it. And uh, until next time, bon appétit.